Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Attract podcast with your host, Anna Rumbold, and my lovely guest, marketing ads and funnel strategist, Sophie Griffiths. This conversation was filled with so much gold. From what you need to do in order to build a warm audience of ideal clients, to simple tweaks you can make with your content to attract new ideal clients into your world. She also shares the role that Facebook ads can play in helping you to build your audience faster and with so much more ease. Let's dive in. Hi Sophie and welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to speak with you today about building an audience of potential clients as an online business owner. First off, I'd love to chat with you about the power of having a marketing system in place to grow and nurture your audience. Why do you think that it can be a challenge for experts and online business owners to actually build audiences of ideal clients? Oh my gosh, that's such a, it's such a big question. First of all, I'm very excited to be here. I think probably one of the things I found when working with business owners is that often we start our businesses, like usually we go straight onto social media, right? Cause it's like the path of least resistance. Like I'll set my website up and I'll go onto Instagram and we just start talking about what we offer and a bit about us. And it's normally kind of developed quite organically, I find. And over time, we usually kind of build, we find our little like space in the world. So we have our little community and people start like trickling in and you kind of like, you start getting clients and you realize who, who you like working with often and who is kind of most aligned to your business as well. Like what you want to be doing and who they are. And I think over time, and obviously what you do is like really help people with our messaging, calling out to those people. But often what I find is if we're not really conscious about them bringing new people into our world, we can really easily um, sit around a number, uh, you know, of followers. Often it's like somewhere between the like one to 2000 followers where we just sort of sit and it's very similar people. And yes, we probably attract some ideal clients. Maybe we get um, shared on someone else's Instagram or we, you know, appear on a podcast or we do a masterclass. And yes, we have some people that come into our world. But often the kind of the element that's missed is this ongoing strategic growth. So having a plan to consistently go out with messaging that's designed for people that have never heard from us before. So we can get quite... Um, reliant on people knowing who we are what we offer and we sort of talk to them as if they're like friends in our community but we miss out that bit of um, really reaching out to these new people and explaining very quickly and easily like what we do and how we do it um, and then obviously once they're in our community they get this like warm nurturing great messaging so I think part of the thing that feels difficult is having these messages that where we can articulate ourselves really clearly without the, um, what's the word, like without the luxury of time and people reading a lot of our content, watching our stories, getting to know our personalities. Um, but also the fact that, um, you know, without a strategy, uh, you're not going to consistently grow every single month just because like, that's not where you're putting your time and energy. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And, and actually, I totally agree with you. You do those kind of basics and then it can be the thing that sort of gets forgotten about, especially because you might be going after the sort of more tangible things like, you know, the, the clients that are right in front of you, the sales that are right there. But you're absolutely right. Longer term. And actually, you've, you've kind of touched on it there, the impact that that can have. Um, 
Is there anything else, any other way that you would describe the impact on not really having that strategy? Yeah, and I think often the reason this sort of starts to happen is we build up a bit of a momentum, you know, we start getting our ideal clients, we're doing the work that we're doing. And it's so easy, you know, as business owners and, you know, busy lives, busy businesses, we start focusing on our clients and helping them get great results. And Instagram um, can come, and even email, you know, email marketing as well, can become a bit of a like, light touch or quickly fit in when I've got a minute and it's not like a conscious strategy because we're like we've got clients we've got people coming in this feels like it's got momentum this feels great I don't have to spend loads of my time on Instagram and then I think that yeah as you say like the long-term impact though is that flow of clients that building of an audience does it, it sort of goes by the wayside so suddenly you know when clients and their time with us or you know we need we want more clients there's not that pool of people that are there and kind of waiting ready to buy from us because we haven't really invested a strategy or time and energy and also i think what i see as well is when you're often what happens is that uh we start with maybe one-to-one um and then we move to maybe a group program of some kind a course a workshop we want a retreat something that then is helping us reach more people without it having to necessarily be uh, all kind of high touch time and to be able to do that you need to bring in you know a lot more people uh and really really consistently as well uh, and that i think is a quite a shift for people to go from that like oh it's fine and you need like one or two clients every month or two to okay i actually need like five to ten clients every single month like the volume of people you have to have coming in is really hard and often what happens is people just try and post more be more you know do more of what they've done before as that kind of like oh oh my god i've got to get more people in i'll have to do more reels more posts more stuff and the reality is is that that is just a strategy that's going to lead straight to burnout <laughs> um, and really it's about the quality of the messaging like alongside strategy like Facebook ads that's going to bring people in without you having to do all the work all the time. Yeah, that makes total sense. And actually, it's interesting because you uh, say there about the initial response can sometimes be to do more, post more. It's something I often talk about and the way I look at it exactly the same as you, it's actually about the quality, but also I like to think rather than doing more, it's about tightening the gaps and closing all the gaps. And, and that again is part of that bigger picture strategy, isn't it? If you can close all the gaps and you've got that plan, that strategy for building your audience, for delivering that message to the right types of people, you tighten the gaps on the person you actually want to speak to. So you're getting more specific in your content, then this is also going to help you to find those kind of people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more someone can look at your Instagram and be like, oh my God, that's me. That's me. This is exactly me. They totally understand who I am, what my issues are. And, and I understand how, the, how they can help me because I think that's something as well that can be really easy to miss is um, putting out a lot of content, either value led or, you know, connection based, but actually that art of telling someone how you can help them, um, not just the the bigger picture transformation. I know you talk about this as well, but it's these, often it's in these micro things, isn't it? These micro differences to people's lives. This isn't about promising people they can, you know, work from a yacht. This is actually about just the fact that you'll have, you know, the luxury of, you know, being able to have, you know, go and do your nails in the daytime because you've got that flexibility. And I think that's where getting really into understanding your ideal client is just such um, a big part of all of this. And 
like you can't expect to grow an audience of ideal clients if you're not clear on who that ideal client is um, and I think as well we're talking obviously a lot about social media but with email marketing as well like your lead magnet so so often I see lead magnets that are just so general and it really makes sense in the context often of your warm audience so let's say I'm a social media coach and I have a or an Instagram coach even and I have a lead magnet that's um I don't know uh, pimp your Instagram bio. Okay. So it makes a lot of sense. I know, you know, my audience knows that I work with female entrepreneurs who are service-based businesses and are looking to grow and, um, grow their audience using Instagram. So actually that makes a lot of sense in that context. As soon as you put that onto Facebook ads, you take that out of the context of people that know you pimp your Instagram bio in isolation it's relevant for literally any business on Instagram, men, product businesses, uh, drop shipping businesses, like literally any type of business might want to improve their Instagram bio. And that's where I see a lot of disconnect between people who are like running ads to try and grow their email list, but also grow their social media audience. So have this warm audience of ideal clients. They can't understand why They've got this lead magnet that worked so well when they put it on their Instagram. They're like, I got loads of people downloading it when I put it on my Instagram. And as soon as they take it out of context, it doesn't quite hold up. And I think that's where the messaging piece really, really is needs to be so strong. I love that example. That's such a good point, actually, when we take it out of context. Actually, you've got me thinking there as well, because when I work through content with my clients, we look at content that helps them to reach new people by creating content that makes sense to a cold audience again it, you're adding that context and actually from what you're saying there it, it kind of reaffirms that need to clearly signpost every piece of content really towards the thing that you do it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be selling but it actually needs to quite clearly spell out things and that's why i'm quite a big believer in having repeatable messages and i think actually that repetition is so important Oh my gosh, so important. Like when I talk about uh, customer journeys with my clients, like looking at like from the point someone finds you to the point of potentially them buying from you at every single point of that journey, we want to be a giving them a next step, directing them like, where do we want them to go? What's the ideal journey we want them to take? Um, and how do we yeah, repeat the same messages over and over again? So you know, we can have our lead magnet and get someone on our email list. What does that welcome sequence look like? Like what, I'm really a massive advocate for directing people in your emails to your social media content, but not just like, oh, I'm over on Instagram, like come and say hi. Because what you're really doing there is putting the onus on the person to go to your Instagram, have a look at your feed, try and work out what content, if any, is for them, does it resonate? Actually, what's much more powerful is if you can say, so here's my uh, lead magnet on pimp your Instagram bio. And then you say, right, you know, on my, I'm over on Instagram as well. I share loads of great tips. In fact, this one is going to tell you what to do with your um, story highlights, for, for example, you know, like what's the next step? What's something that you think actually, this is also going to be really helpful for them. Uh, but with the same underlying messaging of being really specific to your ideal client and then through your welcome sequence you could then maybe direct them to different forms of content like have you got a blog that's also going to reiterate that point have you uh, got a podcast or been on a podcast or done an instagram live that would reiterate that like how can you take people through that journey with like different like mediums kind of formats as well 
Um, and then you can also use Facebook ads to do the same thing. So put that content in front of people once they're on your list. I love that. And actually, I think that's such an important point. You're constantly creating compelling reasons for your audience to not just continue connecting with you, but get closer and closer to that end result. I love that. Yeah, exactly. You can sort of take them through that that journey of like, okay, you've done your bio, you've done your stories, like what's next, you know, maybe it's this messaging element, you know, actually, it's all very well, someone like having a great bio, but actually, if your content doesn't speak to them, like, how can we get that clearer? And so taking them on that journey, and then obviously, as well, like talking about how you like, and as well, one of the key things I always think people sometimes miss is you're not selling the the like bigger picture of what you do so let's say you're not selling the fact that you need uh, an Instagram coach you want to be selling why they need an Instagram coach that's you because that's what I often hear as well like you know especially you know like let's say this Instagram bio one yeah absolutely people might buy into the fact that they need help with their Instagram um but really what we really want to be like digging into is why you can help them with their Instagram. Like what's your framework? What's your method? What's the reason you are particularly good at this? And I think that as well, adding that edge on rather than staying at that slightly generic level, like that's what's going to get you the dream clients because they're the ones that are going to really want to work with you, not just an Instagram coach. I couldn't agree more with that. And that's such a big part of what I do as well. It is really giving them that specific reason that clients come to them to do that work. So yeah, love that. I think it's so important to reiterate that message all of the time. Really, really like that. So where would you suggest starting when it comes to working on growing and warming that audience of real ideal clients? I mean, as we've said, like the messaging is absolutely key. So really taking a look at your uh, your core messaging, like if you were to go onto your Instagram um, and have a look at it, is it calling out to your ideal audience? Um, and then this lead magnet for me, because obviously in terms of dealing with ads, um, I very much help people grow their um, email list and also get more views on their reels and more engagement on their posts as well. But we only really want you know, views from people that it's relevant to and, you know, engagement from people that it's relevant to. And we only want people on our list that we potentially could work with. So um, really, in terms of the ideal audience bit, we want to get that messaging really strong, um, making sure that it's super clear that we are, you know, the specifics of who we work with and not even necessarily just um, you know, women who have service businesses. But um, I worked with a graphic designer last year on a rebrand for my business and she basically does like colorful, colorful brands. And like, I'm very colorful and my brand is very colorful. And it wasn't that she worked with e-com or service businesses or women and entrepreneurs. She's just like, I work for brands that want colorful, you know, that are big and bold and want like personalities and want that reflected in their brand. So I guess thinking about what is it that's gonna draw people to you that's gonna kind of make them your ideal client. Um, and then also, just thinking about this system. So we're human and the idea that, you know, we can consistently do something day in, day out, no matter how busy we are, our hormones, life, like energy levels, holidays, like the idea of, you know, being nervous about going on holiday for two weeks because it means then you won't post on Instagram or you won't, you know, even if you're scheduling stuff, um, you're not, you know, have to have a system to be bringing people in all the time. Um, and using something like Facebook ads just allows you day in, day out to be reaching like 
like most of my clients with on a budget of say 10 pounds a day to grow their email list will be reaching at least a thousand people every single day day in day out um and that level of consistency only really comes with you know a computer a you know a software program and one analogy i really like is that often we find when we start a business we have to essentially walk everywhere because we don't have the money for a car we don't really know what kind of car we want and so we walk we do everything and we walk everywhere and i mean in real life i love walking but there are some times when it i'm too tired uh, i need to get somewhere faster or it's too far and i have to take the car and at some point in your business you have to transition to using the car whether that's facebook ads whether that is another system you know of using other people's audiences or seo or like whatever it is you're going to have to transition at some point to a system that doesn't rely purely on your time and energy and inclination um so and growing your warm audience like having that system in place is just so key because otherwise what you'll end up finding is you you know you put stories out on instagram and it's the same people voting on your polls it's the same people in your dms it's the same people replying to your emails and you might end up wondering like why this sold so well the first time i launched it the service like i'm second or third time along and it's just not selling like is it me is it that you know is it that the course isn't very good is it that the group's not very good is no one wanting my one-to-one anymore and actually it's just a case of there's just not enough new people your audience is saturated and there's just not enough new people coming in i went a bit off tangent there i don't know if that answers your question i feel like might, at some point it might have done no absolutely no i think i think that was really good i, I actually think you uh, possibly answered the next question a little bit as well, which is great. I <laughs> know <laughs> it was really good, actually. I mean, you you sort of started to touch on there some kind of actionable steps that people can take, and I would totally agree with you as well that honing in on that ideal client and getting clear on your message and getting really specific. I love what you said about the branding there. I think it's really important, isn't it, to get to the level of specificity that you've just you've just kind of said there yeah totally love everything that you said i suppose one question and again to do with sort of like the actionable steps that people can take when they listen to this episode is there a certain stage that you would say that people get to when they think i need something else is it to do with when they get stagnant is it to do with when they sort of start to see the lead slowing down or is it just any time that you want to take it to the next level or is it kind of all, all of the above i mean yeah it's a, it is a real mix i would say with the email in particular it tends to be when um you've created a lead magnet and you've promoted it on your social media like for multiple times now if you're not growing your social media at the same time you're just going to run out of people to try and get over onto your email list it's actually really hard to get people on your from your inst you know social media onto your email list anyway um you'll get to a point where you hit a number and most for most people that seems to be around like the just under the 200 mark where they can do it organically they can really plug away at it get these people on their list and then they just hit a point where they're just like i'm not really growing that email list anymore and if they are getting enough leads and they feel confident enough in their instagram then they can sort of, it sort of is okay it tends to come with um pivoting so either whether that's a course uh, a group program um, they want somehow they want like more leads generally. I'm also finding at the moment as well, it's when um, like social media, the algorithm is always changing as we know. Uh, Reels used to get 
uh, tended to get a lot more views than they do now. And it's this feeling that I'm spending quite a lot of time and energy creating this content and getting it out there. And if it's not really been seen by anybody, what's the point? This is just really frustrating. And um, if you don't have an email list to fall back on, you can you almost feel like you get to a dead end. So um, the engagement ads that I use with clients can be really, really powerful. You can run them for literally like one or two pounds a day. And you're literally just sending like your reels and your posts out to reach more people every single day um, just to allow people to find your account. So that can be done re relatively low cost and this kind of can be done at any point of business. Once you want to grow your email list, that's where you're sort of investing a little bit more in in ads, like looking at maybe more like eight to ten pounds a day. Yeah, that, that's really helpful to know. So I suppose if people want to take away an action step, this might be the next thing that they take a look at doing perhaps the engagement ads, but also looking at longer term, how they might be able to continue building their list. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to have a really complex funnel of, you know, loads of different types of ads and selling on there. I find most of my clients um, grow their email list and then sell to their email list like that way. They're not kind of putting sales ads out there or like book a call with me. It actually is about that long-term warming and nurturing so that when they want to do maybe like a free workshop or you know something that's in the build-up something they've actually got people there that are interested i think i had some i noted down some other actions as well so i would also have a think about what are like three to five pieces of content that you would want every person to see if you had a choice so i think often we can like i often do this as well i like create a piece of content and i'm like this is really good <laughs> okay if I could get everyone in my audience to actually read this, I'd like take it in, like I would be winning. And then you put it out there and it's like, oh, okay. All right, thanks Instagram. We're obviously not a fan of this, uh, this content. Like what you can do with ads is actually ask it to take, you know, everyone on your email list, everyone that is engaged with your Instagram, everyone that's been on your website. And you can ask it with these engagement ads to show those people you know, this piece of content. So if you can uh, sort of curate uh, your content to almost have these different parts that we've been talking about, like, you know, what is it that I offer? Who is it that I work with? And like these different messaging strands, if you can curate three to five pieces that every single person that comes into, into your world, ideally they would view, that's a really powerful way to start. A, you can use them in ads, but also you could use them in your email welcome sequence as well to make sure that you're directing people to these kind of really core foundational pieces of content. The other thing I had was, yeah, whether it's ads or not, thinking about what is your strategy for getting more people into your world and like posting more on social media, I'm gonna say is an unsustainable solution. <laughs> um, and whether that is either, even if you're still using Instagram, using other people's audiences, different formats, trying to link Instagram and email as well, because email is, you know, it's yours, you get to own that going forward. And um, generally speaking, I find the conversion rates for email are so much higher than on social media. And then the last thing really would be to look at your lead magnet, because that tendency for them to be very broad and make sense within the context of social media when like take it out of the context of social media and just think like if I just put this title out there who could it attract like who would be interested in this and if it's people beyond your dream target audience then make it a bit like you don't even necessarily have to change the content it's just the title is just so important 
Um, so just have a look at that as well. I love those. I think they're really good. And actually that last one's a really nice quick win, isn't it really? If you, if you go and take a look and all it really needs is a bit of amending to the title. Yeah, exactly. As I often say, like you don't have to reinvent the whole thing, just even if it's like, what did we have before? Like pimp your Instagram bio for coaches. <laughs> like, you know, like even just that like little change, like, or for coaches that want, you know, want to be seen or something, you know, like just getting it like really. Yeah, I love that. And also actually the first point as well that you said about taking those three to five pieces of content and repurpose them onto the other platforms that you're using, email, etc. Also, you could pin those, couldn't you, to the top of your feed on Instagram. You could definitely use those in lots of different ways, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thinking about like what I know, like those pinned posts, just making sure that like, have a look at what you've got pinned at the moment. And is it just aimed at your warm audience? Like if someone found you brand new, is it going to explain like what you do, how you do it, but also whether like how can they recognize themselves because often I find sometimes those pieces of content can be quite like I'm Sophie and I do Facebook ads and I you know this is all about me because it's a lovely place to have an intro but really what you want for someone coming in is for them to be able to recognize themselves really quickly and then they can obviously connect with you as well yeah that's such a good point content that's about us is actually always about our audience or so it should be <laughs> yeah exactly yeah just making sure that that's really really obvious as people kind of land on your on your page especially if you're running ads and people all they've seen is maybe you know your lead ad or one piece of content it's like how can we give them that bigger context but without kind of expecting them to invest a lot of time and energy trying to get to know us and what we do yeah i love that they're, i think they're brilliant actionable steps for people to go away and uh, implement so thank you for those you're welcome so actually my final question i'd love to hear this is a question that i ask all of my guests what does building your business on your terms look like for you? Oh, I love that question. That's a really good question. And I have actually been pondering this myself um, recently because initially for me, it was about being flexible for my children. So I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And when they were a lot younger, it was very much about being available for them, being the one that could drop everything, being the one that could do the pickups and the drop-offs and go to the Christmas concerts. And like, absolutely that for me, that is still part of it. But I've realized recently that actually, it's actually about me as well. I actually want to um, have my own goals within the business. And there's an element of financial freedom, but also taking Fridays off and like spending it with my friends or being able to book um, a holiday. We just booked a half-term holiday in February next year. So I think just, and also just being able to dictate who I work with is actually a massive thing for me. Like being able to work with clients that I connect with on like a personal level, as well as just um, they want to learn Facebook ads. Um, so being able to have that choice as well about how I spend my time and who I spend it with. Oh, I love those. Yeah. And I totally hear you there. It is such a lovely part, isn't it? To be able to choose and attract the kind of people that we want to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting as well, because initially, I think when you get started, sometimes it's just about, you know, getting clients and, and you read so much online as well, isn't it? It's like get clients, get consistent clients, like that's the goal. And obviously absolutely is. But I have also worked with my fair share of clients that I took on maybe even whilst knowing that uh, we maybe weren't the best fit. Um, and that's such a good lesson when you're like not looking forward to a client call, you think, why am I, this isn't a nice energy to kind of go into anything. So yeah, making sure that I kind of surround 
myself I'm always looking forward to client calls it's kind of a big marker for me I can totally relate to that and I've been there as well myself so yeah totally hear you but you're right it's when you recognize that isn't it and actually what you're saying and the kind of work that I do it's all helping you isn't it to reach that right kind of person I love it well thank you so much Sophie I've really really enjoyed this conversation and thank you as well for some of those golden nuggets that I think people will find really really helpful oh no thank you so much for having me